Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Bud, where we speak with entrepreneurs, investors, thought leaders, researchers, advocates, and policymakers who are finding new and exciting ways for cannabis to positively impact business, society, and culture. And now, here is your host, business coach, Bruce Eckfeldt. Are you a CEO looking to scale your company faster and easier? Check out Thrive Roundtable. Thrive combines a moderated peer group mastermind, expert one-on-one coaching, access to proven growth tools, and a 24-7 support community. Created by Inc. award-winning CEO and certified scaling-up business coach Bruce Eckfeldt, Thrive will help you grow your business more quickly and with less drama. For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com slash thrive. That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot com slash thrive. Welcome, everyone. This is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. And our guest today is Sarah Mercini. She is founder of Mask Skincare. We're going to talk to her about the work that she's doing in the cannabis CBD space. We're going to learn about the company she started, the product she's developed. I find this whole kind of beauty, wellness, just a huge area for cannabis in general. Certainly, the CBD is kind of the key product that we've been talking about in this area. It's just a huge category. I think it's one of the larger segments uh, of cannabis. And certainly as we move away from, or as we think about more than just the kind of ingestion side of things, you know, people using cannabis products for smoking, inhaling, things like that, both, you know, medical and adult use, this this wellness area is obviously a huge one. So great topic. I'm excited about this and a great story. I'm really excited to share Sarah's background and, and what she's done and the, and the company she's built. I think it's a really fascinating angle to this. So with that, Sarah, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I always like to do backstory. So yeah. Tell us a little bit about what is the story of the company? What is the story of your, you know, kind of getting involved in cannabis mm-hmm. and CBD? How did this all to come together? Give us a little insight. Well, it started, I think I have to mention that I'm not from the States. I'm from Europe. So my mother's Norwegian and my father is Greek. So I mm-hmm. grew up in a very small island in Greek until I was five. 
And the one thing that I remember so well is, you know, my grandma was this apothecary individual. Like if we got sunburned, she put Greek yogurt on us. Or if we had a mosquito bite, she always used to put vinegar on. So I grew up kind of using the product and everything that we sourced from the earth, everything we had in our backyard, or I rarely went to the doctor. Like if I had an ear infection, she would heat olive oil on a cotton ball and put it in my ear and it's just the next day it was gone it's so weird so yeah and you know moving and we moved back to Norway when I was five and my mom kind of continued you know everything that she learned from from my grandma Mm -hmm. and coming to the states there was a lot of new things for me like non-gmo and (laughs) and I was like what is this I can't why is a you know a tomato five dollars if I want it to be clean and I kind of went into this whole I watched a lot of documentaries I you know I stopped eating meat and one of my mentors that I met a few years back she was in the cannabis space she introduced me to this and I've always struggled with acne as well. It started really early for me. I was about 12 when I started getting those, you know, little bumps on your forehead and on your cheeks, very hormonal. And then it just never stopped. It was on and on. So starting using, you know, CBD, both topically and orally was the first time in like 15 years that I actually saw a difference in my skin. Really? So I was like, you know what? I I don't have anything to lose. I want to, you know, let's just try this. And math just, it turned out to be better than what I thought in the beginning. And, you know, my goal was if I could help one person with their skin issues, I kind of done my work. So it's been, uh, we launched April last year, but it feels, you know, it's been such a journey and I'm super grateful for, you know, being here. Yeah. And so let's talk about, I mean, I I like the kind of founding, the very kind of personal relationship with CBD and the product and stuff. How did that evolve as you had to kind of go from, okay, well, this product works for me to Mm -hmm. how do I create a product that's going to work for, you know, many people or hopefully, you know, many people. What were the kind of things you need to figure out or kind of the challenges that started to come up as you started really thinking about this as a company as opposed to just a personal product solution? Well, I, I always kind of made my own skin care from a very young age because I always reacted to the store-bought ones. Either there were some ingredients that were too harsh on my skin or it dried it out. So I, I kind of tried to stick to what I was taught as a kid. Uh And I always looked at, you know, the friends around me, because if I had, you know, a bite of chocolate, I might, you know, break out the next day. But one of my friends could eat a whole, you know, 15 pieces and nothing happened. So I was like, how is your diet? What do you do? So it was, you know, it's years and years of asking people around me, trying different things. And what stuck for me was always the most natural solution. And I think instead of trying to chase a trend or the latest fad or whatever, you have to do what works for you and what's authentic to you. So for me, it was just, you know, an accumulation and a combination between stuff that I, you know, tried on my skin and that I read up on in either Ayurvedic medicine or holistic healing, or, you know, one of the formulas we have is called spotless, which is kind of my, I know you're not supposed to have a favorite child, but that's my, (laughs) that's my baby because that helped me so much. And I used, you know, tea tree for years, you know, spa treatments. And, Mm -hmm. you know, also when you have oily skin, you kind of think that, oh, I can't use creams because I need to dry it out. But that's so wrong. So I also wanted to put things in there that hydrated it, like the cucumber extract and then, you know, the lavender to calm it down and the ginseng to kind of remove the redness. So it took a lot of reading and exploring and just research and going back and forth with the with the formulator, but I think uh, we landed on a pretty good a pretty good batch. 
Yeah, no, it's interesting. And, uh, it, as you, I mean, what are the complications in terms of producing this stuff? Like, it's one thing to come up with a formulation. It's like, yeah. oh, I know that this combination of you know of extracts and and products are, are going to work together. But then, mm-hmm. how do I produce this? You know, on mass, or how right. do I create a production process? Tell us a little bit about how you put that together. Well, first we had to, you know, source labs because I think it's important that when you work with someone, you need to vibe on very different levels. You're yeah. putting, you know, your company's hands into this person. You need to be honest and feedback. So with me, vibing with someone is is super important. And we were lucky enough to find an, you know, extraordinary lab up in Vermont. I just can't compliment them enough mm-hmm. they're so thorough and knowledgeable one of the the coo have spent 20 years at dr hauschka which is one of the first natural skincare brands that were out there i think they yeah. launched in the 70s mm-hmm. their head chemist just came from pepsico so they know these things and this is the part that i don't know like how much hyaluronic acid you put and how much cbd like they measure this for me and then they send us samples and you go back and forth trying so i think it's important to know where your strong qualities are and what you need to outsource yeah and i guess what was the learning process for you as <laughs> you kind of went through that what any surprises you found in terms of things you knew or didn't knew know or like just uh, you know things you realized you needed to yeah. find a partner for versus the things you could really do on your own I mean, first of all, just sourcing the ingredients. Like I, I didn't expect it to take this long or who's doing it. And you need to see the where the farm is from. And I said, because I always preach about being sustainable and being organic. And so we have to check the background of everything. And, you know, because you want to be honest to your consumers and your clients. So, yeah. you know, sourcing everything and finding the right product and then bringing it in and mixing it and, and sourcing bottles. Like we were supposed to launch a serum in the spring, but then COVID happened. So now there's a huge lack in pump bottles because of the antibacterial bottles. So there's always things that people that have more experience doing than what you think it's going to be. So I just buy the bottle from online or, but you know, no. So when starting a company and I'm, you know, I'm sure, you know, as a founder yourself, you're very controlly in the beginning, yeah, but then yeah. you just have to realize that there you're half-assing so many other jobs that stick to what you know best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And then I mean you mentioned that you you kind of got lucky in finding this partner, but I mean I, I generally find luck is the realization of some good choices and some hard work and things like yeah. that. I mean what what do you think like really what did you do early in the process, either in terms of focus or in terms of investment, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of time, energy, money, having these relationships develop and come to you yeah. and and be you know, effective. Well, before starting Mass, I also run a CBD company that's called Hemp Garden. Mm-hmm. We had five retail locations in Manhattan. Uh-huh. So being able to do that, you kind of see the needs and you follow the trends also to see how products are moving, what people want, what they don't want. So taking that into consideration and moving that into a whole other space. You kind of get to know people and there's word of mouth because this is a small industry per now. Um, mm-hmm. We were one of the pioneers, one of the first ones doing it. So the CBD group, if you can call it that, was rather small. So I think we we lucked out there and just, and this it's very different from dealing with a lab in New Jersey versus a lab in Vermont. I think, you know, that the people are different. They're mm-hmm thought process is different. The way they work is different. So I think you just have to try a few things before you figure out what's right for you. And there's no such thing called, you know, I hate the word failure. I always <laughs> replace it with the word lesson. Yeah. Because you, you always have to learn. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I'm curious on the kind of in the cannabis side, I mean, you know, you're, you're dealing with, you know, a, a product from the cannabis plant, but mm-hmm. you know, you're on the kind of beauty side. I mean, I guess, do you consider yourself in the cannabis space or in the beauty space? And to the extent that you're connected to cannabis, what have you found as being kind of helpful or not helpful or, or give us a sense of how you kind of relate or associate yourself? It's funny that you say this because we always struggle with, are we a clean beauty brand or are we a, you know, cannabis brand? Yeah. And I say yes to both. Yeah. I like to think of it as a, you know, cannabis centric clean beauty product because it's not just the CBD aspect of it. It's also the clean and non-toxic aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And CBD was such a fad. You saw it in everything last summer. It was in in coffees, in water, (laughs) and it's like (laughs) CBD sportswear. And I was like, come on, we have to like, you know, it's it's such a healing and ancient plant that was used for medicinal benefits. So I think we all need to just like take a step back and go back to, you know, square one and just use this plant, what it's intentionally meant for. And mm-hmm. I'm so frustrated with the FDA because it, it it baffles me that people can go to the doctor and get prescribed Oxycontin, but then God forbid you pick up a plant that's from the earth and either smoke or oh, ingest geez. it. Yeah. I don't even want to start about that topic because we'll be here all day, <laughs> but it's, uh, I just, if people stop with the whole stigma and the whole you know, frowning upon it and judging it. I think they'll see that this is such a beautiful, beautiful plant that was put on earth for a reason. And you see that it helps, you know, cancer patients with their appetite. It helps psoriasis people with their inflammation, depression, sleep deprivation. I mean, it's, it's so versatile and it can use be to so many different things. Like you can make roads out of hemp, you can make clothing and I think we all know that the earth is pretty pissed off at us right now. Like mother nature's not happy. <laughs> so if we're we being wanted, punished. Yeah. yeah, we're being, we had a four month timeout, I think. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. <laughs> so it's just, you know, and as you mentioned, you know, you have children and you don't want to yeah. leave them a place to grow up where things are like they are right now. There's yeah, no exactly. clean drinking water. And I'm, that's what yeah. kind of, to me, it's not just, you know, creating a trendy, you know, quote unquote brand. It's about, leaving a legacy and a, and a good future that it's not just about, you know, making money. And of course we all want to do that, but it's about giving something real and authentic. Yeah. 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 It's hard. I mean, I think part of the challenge in the cannabis space is it is so multifaceted. I mean, yeah. you know, we, we've had people on the program. We had, you know, one recently that was on hemp wood, right. About creating building material with, uh, you know, oh, cannabis wow. plant. And we've had people that are dealing with, you know, everything from, you know, the THC side, the CBD side, yeah. to, you know, all sorts of applications. I mean, I guess I'm curious in terms of your, you know, given that you were, you were brought up in Europe and you're kind of, you know, have this, you know, somewhat of a perspective when it comes mm-hmm. to, you know, operating a cannabis company in the States, what do you see as being kind of different or what's the contrast for you in terms of how the U.S. has sort of created and developed the cannabis industry versus how you see the industry playing out in other countries? I mean, do you, is this, I mean, I'm just kind of curious about what you've noticed, what's your perspective in terms of yeah. the, the cannabis industry globally? I mean, in the beginning, I wish I recorded my mother when she found out I was in this. She was, oh my God, you're you're doing drugs now. What's happening? Really? Right? Interesting. Do I, she, yeah, because, you know, still back there, it's kind of being more lenient. The neighbor countries, Sweden and Denmark, you can actually purchase CBD. In okay. Norway, they started it for, you know, very severe MS patients or, but it's just an oral spray like a year ago. So okay. I 
to me, that's surprising because Scandinavia has always been a very forward and modern country in terms of, you know, energy and sustainability and everything. But the way that cannabis has been viewed in that country, it's so stigmatized. And like for me, I'm just hoping that it'll open up globally. I see, you know, a huge trend in Asia right now. There's a lot of, you know, Chinese influencers, Japanese influencers, people from, we have clients from Taiwan in my retail locations that have tinctures flown to them once a month because they can't buy it there. So, you know, you see the trend globally. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, the U.S. has been phenomenal in kind of putting CBD on the map. Uh, But I think if I'm not mistaken, that Israel should take the credit for it because it was the Israeli doctor that introduced us to cbd with charlotte right the little girl that had yeah. the seizures yeah. yeah yeah so you know yeah yeah it's, there's uh so many interesting kind of historical threads you know mm. both kind of modern times and ancient times oh, <laughs> in yeah. terms of people like you know using cannabis in all sorts of different ways and the kind of cycles we've been through in terms of stigma and prohibition and you know as we're kind of moving the pendulum okay. back into allowance and really kind of understanding and embracing and appreciating the plant. I mean, I guess, where do you see it in terms of this kind of segment going? Do, I guess, do you see yourself building out more more products around skincare and kind of the beauty wellness that mm-hmm. maybe don't include cannabis? Or do you see yourself building out a, other applications or other use of cannabis maybe in, you know other other things related to beauty and wellness but maybe i guess is cannabis your central point and you're going to pivot around that or is beauty and wellness and you're going to look at other kind of products and services to bring in i think there's so many other brands that do a phenomenal job when it comes to clean beauty by itself and also oral products that mm-hmm. i think they can take that share of it i just see a lack in skincare. And when I say skincare, I don't mean it in a vain way either, but also as a remedy, psoriasis, eczema, cystic acne. I mean, I wanted to develop a formula that sensitive skin can use and all the problematic skins can use. And for me, I wouldn't done this if I wasn't introduced to CBD. So I think in my products, it would always contain that component because I I just see such a, a bright future for this industry and I just see, you know, every day how well this works. So for me, it, I, I will stay on track with uh, with what I'm doing now and hopefully, you know, develop more SKUs. And I don't want to be a brand that has 20 plus SKUs. I yeah. want to have few quality things that actually helps. Yeah. And in terms of sort of strategy and branding and core customer, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think part of the interesting thing for me in the cannabis space now is that, you know, it's it's you know, we're, it's growing, right? And so yeah. as as we get more and more people involved and, and more people using products and interested in the plant and interested in what it can do, like these are very different types of people. How have you kind of looked at kind of the, the, the real kind of core customer, kind of the segment that you really want to focus on, the people that yeah. you want to build products for, and then how have you kind of built the brand or, you know, how have you kind of looked at brand strategy around this to really like focus, like I guess to what extent have you kind of articulated that and how has that sort of driven your kind of product development and branding process? I always have kind of a problem answering that because I don't have a core customer. We have males, we have females, we have teenagers, we have, you know, people in their 50s. So developing the design and everything, I wanted to show that cannabis can be very simple and elegant. You know, a 
16 year old girl can pick this up or, you know, a grandma of 80. And if they, for some reason, want to hide it from their family or be discreet about it or whatever, it kind of just looks like a white box. It doesn't scream cannabis. It doesn't have the leaf on it. So it's very Scandinavian inspired with the clean lines and very minimalistic. And I also took kind of, you know, Apple's model too, because you know, when you buy the new iPhone and you pull it out of the box, it kind of slides. So you're like, oh my God, give me my phone, give me my phone. Uh-huh. So that was kind of the idea behind that too. When you open the box, you have the masks in there and you're excited and it's a whole, it should be a whole experience. And, uh-huh. you know, you're trying something new. And because I had, you know, I had people come into, you know, our stores, uh, young girls, and they say, I don't know if my mother will agree to this or because you have to be uh, 21 to buy it too. And some, some parents don't agree with the whole because it's cannabis in it. So if yeah. they, they wanted to purchase it, but, you know, scared that mom or dad will be upset. It's kind of, it just looks like a, a, a normal, you know, skin brand as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, that's interesting in the kind of the dealing with the stigma, the prohibition yeah. side of things. Like on one hand, you want to embrace the plant and you want to celebrate, mm-hmm. you know, its history and its capabilities. You know, on the other hand, you know, we are dealing with a certain kind of cultural context still, right? Like people, oh, sure. you know, unfortunately, the you know, people have certain feelings or, you know, associations, you know, yeah. left over from all sorts of reasons. But I mean, I guess you see that changing over time. And is this kind of a, you know, wait for things to kind of shift and then, you know, you'll kind of shift the association or is this... I guess, how do you see that playing out for you in the brand? I see a shift 100%. I think as being, you know, pioneers and being part of this industry, I think it's very important that we educate in a proper way that we show what this plant does, how to read a COA, how to look for good products, how to know that you're getting good products, because now there's a lot of synthetic CBD as well and a lot of synthetic THC. You remember the the K2 a few years back that the Brooklyn zombies and all yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So that could happen to hemp too. I mean, if you buy a hemp nog or a flower, you need to know where it comes from. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of people think they're buying, you know, THC flower, but I think it's sold CBD flower. And it's, it's a shame that, you know, this is happening, but I think, you know, education, education, education is, is crucial. And from, you know, everyone out there that wants to buy CBD or is interested in trying it out, just make sure that you get it from a, reliable source don't get this at your bodega don't get it where you get your t-shirts or your coffee in the morning (laughs) get it at a cbd store or you know online where you can look around there's uh frequently asked questions or videos you know reach out to the customer service email and ask we get that all day long and you know i don't mind educating i love it i love speaking about it i love teaching people about the plan so I i think that's i think education is key here if we want this to to succeed. Yeah. So, so you mentioned sort of the FDA before, yeah. but I'm, I'm curious as, you know, from the business point of view and having, you know, kind of developing these products, what has been, I guess, most frustrating and most challenging from the regulatory side, you know, to create these products, sell these products to the right people, labeling, packaging, sourcing, you know, COAs. As you look at it, what's your kind of take on how the industry is structured from a regulatory point of view? What would you change? Give me some insights there. I mean, first of all, the FDA is scared that this puts a health and safety of a consumer at risk. Mm-hmm. Again, which I don't understand because they approve so many other things. I don't know if it's from a economical control aspect or if it's because they don't have resources available or but I think if 
they would read up more about it, maybe try it. And, you know, perhaps, you know, farmers can work along with big pharma or because, you know, I think also big pharma is being threatened because they see that people are turning more and more into holistic and natural remedies instead of the synthetic ones. So I think this, at the end of the day, unfortunately, is a battle about capitalism and control. Yeah. And that's a shame. Yeah. And how do you see that playing out? Or how, how would you like to see that played out over the coming years as things mature? Is there, I guess, is, is there, a, do you see a better way or do you see a way that some of the stuff could be kind of fixed or improved yeah. upon that you would hope that would happen? I mean, I would, I think so. I think that, you know, maybe us as, you know, cannabis enthusiasms can go in and kind of have a louder voice because now we really don't. And I'm also reprimanding myself here. We need to, you know, take a bigger stand and make this a legal thing and kind of speak up and show, you know, there needs to be more trials on it. There's not a lot of trials on it either. There's not a lot of data or backup to put on this. So I think if everyone in a common space goes in and does this, I think the FDA will see it in another space, in another picture. Yeah. yeah. On the business side, as you kind of look at scaling the company or growing and you know getting the product or more, what are some of the big challenges? I'm kind of curious. And as you kind of think about growth yeah. or as you think about things, is it is it financing? Is it capital? Is it production? Is it distribution? Where are the challenges for you as you as you grow? Education. I noticed that people are skeptic. That's what's challenging for me to make them see, and, and you touched based on this a few minutes ago, like what's why, what's the difference between buying a, you know, regular sheet mask at CVS for $7.99 versus buying, mm-hmm. you know, mine that has the cannabis and the clean products in it. So I think that's the, that's the been the most challenging for us is kind of teaching and showing people what this is all about, that it's not just a trend or a fad because we haven't, you know, knock on wood, we haven't had any production issues or any source issues up until now. So Mm -hmm. I just think it's kind of making people aware of it and making them feel safe and that they can use it and that it helps. So that's what we're focusing on for the, you know, the remainder of 2020. Uh, And it's certainly... I mean, some of this feels like as people get more comfortable with cannabis in general, there'll be people that are using other kind of premium masks and are starting to see that this is a great product to include in in your mask routine or your mask setup that that this will become more important. What do you think is going to move people? Is it just time? Is it what is going to educate folks to to be more accepting and, and demanding of these kind of products? I mean, first of all, we have to be allowed to, you know, advertise for ourselves. Um, Facebook and Instagram are super strict. One of the two biggest platforms won't allow you to advertise. They shut your, you know, I've had my Facebook admin account shut down several times and I can't do advertising on Instagram or I can't, you know, they they have to give us a chance to get it out there as well. The only social media platform you can do it on now is Snapchat. But then again, it's a younger consumer base there. So I don't know necessarily if that's where I want to spend my money or I just think that Facebook and Instagram that are supposed to be this modern startups, you know, in the Silicon Valley, blah, blah, blah. No, like you have to get with the trends to like work with us as well and not just Mm -hmm. give ad space to the people that, you know, pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars per ad. What are you going to do about the small businesses and the startups? You have to give us a chance. You have to give us a break. 
Yeah, it's kind of one of these, you know, as as the industry matures, does it kind of undo some of the entrepreneurial or some of the yep. you know reasons that people were getting into cannabis, which is, you know, it, it provides opportunity for people that exactly. have, didn't have an opportunity before. Yeah. You know, does that begin to shut down as this become more corporate? But how did you learn about cannabis? Was it through, you know, word of mouth? Did you see an ad? Did you like how, how did you? discover it from yeah your- you know it was all social i mean it was you know people that i knew in the space i mean my story was i had a i broke my back basically <laughs> through you know oh a, a 12 hour surgery and you know they gave me this stack of percocet you know and i was like okay well this this might be a problem and, and someone turned me on to it they said look you know cannabis can probably deal with a lot of the pain issues and the inflammation and and it really helped me i mean i ended up not using a lot of opioids after a couple of weeks so it, it was key to my physical recovery and and I think, you know, the problem is, is that, you know, unless you happen to have some kind of social connection, you know, a friend mm-hmm. or something that can kind of you know, introduce you to it, that, you know, someone that you trust and, you know, it's that's the right time. There's really not, I mean, there's, there's, there hasn't been, I mean, it's starting to get there, so, you know, good information on really the different effects. And the problem yeah. is we're dealing with the legacy of, you know, pot culture, which, you know, is great. And that's a big part of the cannabis industry, but it's not everything. And I think, you know, for a lot of folks, that's not the path they're going to go down. That's not that's not yeah. how they want to use the product. And so, you know, it's been fascinating as this plays out. So where do you think you're going to be in a couple of years as you kind of think through, you know, this category and this space and the products you're developing? If you were to kind of in two, three years, if everything's going really, really well for you, for the industry, what, what does success look like? I would love for Mass to become globally. I would love for us to be an educational skincare brand that cares about its consumers and about its customers and a brand that is known for being authentic and being honest. Um, I would obviously love to be on you know every shelf in every <laughs> store, yeah. but... To me, success is, it is about being authentic because that's also one of the reasons why I started this brand because I, you know, my, my, I'm also a, a woman, but my bathroom looked like a Dwayne Reed Bruce. It was product <laughs> on product on product and nothing worked. And I was like, there's probably a salary in here in skincare products. Yeah. And, you know, especially now too with the, with the selfie culture and the Instagrams and oh, all yeah. the filters and people are like, you can't even see the poor on a girl. And it's, to me, that's a shame that, you yeah. know, all these Facetune apps and, you know, can, can you just be, you know, natural and kind of embrace, I, th- I think it's becoming more and more of that too. Like people are kind of like, you know, screw the the mm-hmm. contourings and that whole Kardashian culture. And I'm, you yeah. know, I'm not disrespecting them in, in any shape or form. They're, you know, fantastic business people. I just, I hate to see where, you know, I'm 33 right now, but I have a younger sister who's 20 uh-huh. and I would not want to grow up now because if she doesn't have like a hundred plus likes on her photo, yeah. she takes it down. Yeah. And you see this, you know, beautiful girl that just, it, it's so much focus on that. So yeah. You know, going back to your question, I just I want to be a honest and authentic brand that when you go home with that bag, it's going to give you exactly what it's promised. It's not going to take six months or thousands of dollars, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think yeah, I would agree. Just kind of, I mean, I've spoken with with lots of people in cannabis and the beauty mm-hmm. space in general of just kind of hoping for a little bit of a pendulum swing back to a little maybe simpler, more natural definition of beauty, or, or kind of focus on beauty. Yeah. And yeah, certainly cannabis has this kind of added benefit of being plant-based and very kind of focused on the environment and sustainability. And, you know, hopefully we'll have a, a little bit of a push to, 
you know, that trend. And yeah, it's, it's a little, there's a little bit of an irony. And on one hand, we want to, we want to use all these social media platforms to get our product out there. On the other hand, it's also contributing to some of the challenges that we have in terms of, you know, self-worth and image and beauty and definition and things. So yeah. there's, there's a conundrum, I think, within that. But, uh, but yeah, I get it. I think it's, and I think it's admirable. I think it's a, it's a great purpose to be driving towards. And obviously beauty is a, a, a dynamic space right now. So yeah, no, it definitely is. So if yeah. there's, you know, and, and anything to, to kind of look into right now, I, th- I think that's it. I, yeah. I truly believe in, in this, in this industry and in this path. And, you know, just the other day I got an, an email from a young woman that bought the products for her and her mother. And she wrote back to me and she said, we struggle with psoriasis and we put your formula on and this is the most we've cleaned up ever. And I cried and I cried and cried, you know, so that's, that's just goes to show that it is working. you, You can call it a healing plant and a miracle plant. And I think we all just need to work together to, to get this out there. Yeah, that's great. Sarah, yeah. if people want to find out more about you, about Mask, what's the best way to get that information? You can go on maskskincare.com or we're at maskskincare.com on Instagram. And, you know, if you want to email us, if you want to talk to us, please do. I have an amazing team that is just as passionate as I am that just wants to educate and learn and talk to people. So if anyone has any questions, feel free to reach out. You can also email me at sarah at masskincare.com, S-A-R-A-H. If you want, I'm I'm here to help. Great. I will put the links and the emails and the handles and everything in the show notes so people can click through, get that Thank information. You. This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time, sharing the story. And it's been a, it's, 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 it's really nice. It's nice to hear it. And it's great to share with the audience. Thank you so much, Bruce. Enjoy your day. You've been listening to Thinking Outside the Bud with business coach Bruce Eckfeldt. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets, and access other great content, visit the website at thinkingoutsidethebud.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at thinkingoutsidethebud.com forward slash newsletter. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.